Hello there. Welcome to episode 13 of the Stencil Podcast, Death by Paper Cuts. I'm your host, Joseph Richards, and you can find me on Instagram at InThePerimeter. Today I'm joined by David Klinsky, a stencil artist out of Orlando, Florida, and we get into how we got started with stencils, finding your style as an artist, and we also get into how to handle motivation and inspiration as an artist. And he also has some really interesting non-stencil hobbies, so we touch on that a bit too. Uh, that includes his recent Iron Man experience and talking a little bit about a project that he 3D printed and is looking to incorporate it into his future work. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with David. David, welcome to the show, man. I know we, we circled a little bit, but you were off, busy showing off being an Iron Man. So I'm glad <laughs> we finally worked it out. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I've been really excited to uh, come on and talk to you. Yeah. Well, congrats on that, by the way. The Iron Man was crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a long journey. A whole, uh, whole year of training basically as a part-time job, doing like two or three hours a day. and mm, Glad it's ticked off and off the bucket list. So Yeah. Do you have plans to do another one? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I think maybe that, you know, I've, I'm, I've reached this like level of fitness. Maybe I'll do a, a half Ironman or a marathon something like that, but um, uh, I'm excited to just put all that extra time into art and see what I can do. So, Have you ever, in this, then I'll leave the Iron Man stuff alone. Did you ever read, or do you keep up with Rich Roll? Have you read yeah. any of his stuff? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I read that book like years ago where he just kind of went from, the story is he goes from like a couch potato to just doing all these Iron Mans, but they leave yeah. out the part where he's like a world-class sl- swimmer before that. So yeah. um, it's just interesting. Yeah, I was I was big into that the idea of doing one years Dude, ago. It, it, I'll say it is hard, but it's it's worth it. It was like I turned twenty five last year, and it was kind of my <laughs> quarter life crisis. You know uh, how people have <laughs> midlife crises. I thought it was funny, uh, and it was kind of like, all right, let's let's try and do this goal, and maybe it'll force me to get my shit together. Like just because you have to have the support from family and friends and the nutrition down and the time and all that kind of stuff. So I'll say it didn't get all my shit together, but what it did do is like slowly change that, like um, that self-talk that you have in your head Mm -hmm. to, uh, to being more, I guess, productive or conducive to things you want to do. Cause there was, I mean, you could ask my girlfriend or my parents or my sister, like towards the end, the last two months, uh, I did not want to do any workout. I, I was just <laughs> over it. I was just ready to get it done. Um, but uh, yeah, it, that that's the one reason I'd say anybody should try at least is uh, it really does change that voice and get you to actually do things you maybe not want to do, but you know you should do. So, mm-hmm. Well, just sticking to something for that long of a timeline for like a year, is really impressive. I feel like I would do it for a couple of months. I'm like, I don't want to do this as bad as I thought maybe. So the other thing that helps is that it's uh, triathlons are really expensive sports. So, and I'm a cheapskate. So once I had enough money into it, there was no backing. I'm like, <laughs> I got to see this thing through. So it's funny. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's, let's get to the art. I was trying to think, and I think the first time I saw one of yours was probably that Kobe piece. 
Yeah. Okay. That was probably my most popular piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember where I saw it, but that, I think that was the first time I saw your work. Um, how did you get, get started with stencils? So it, similar to the Iron Man, uh, I fell down a rabbit hole and I saw a lot of people doing stencil sort of art. And, uh, and I said to myself, Hey, that can't be that hard. I could do that. And thankfully that thought came to me in the middle of quarantine. I think it was like June of, uh, of 2020. And I was sick of watching shows, just consuming so much bullshit on TV and, you know, but I'm like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Uh, I watched some videos on YouTube. I analyzed this guy on Instagram that I was following, like a mutual friend. And I'm like, he's doing it. And he's got like 10,000 followers and he's selling pieces. And I'm like, come on, man. I can, stencils aren't that hard to wrap my head around. Honestly, they kind of were at first. Like it's, <laughs> you know, trying to figure out what's the negative space or the positive space and sitting there for hours cutting and all that kind of stuff. It, it was fun. It was fun learning something new. Um, and that's how I got started. Then it uh, it started just gaining some uh, some traction after that. Who was the person that you were following? His name is Akabo uh, on Instagram. So Aaron Aaron Bowden is his full name. Uh, and he he's got great work. He's in Fort Lauderdale. Um, he's selling good stuff. It's just, and I didn't mean it in any sort of like disrespectful way, like I can do that, but it just seemed like it, inspiring, I guess, you know? We've talked about it before. It does look easy from the mm. outside, especially if, if really all you're seeing is maybe the painting part. Like you're talking about, you have to learn the process of what, what pieces are going to fall out when you start cutting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does look easy when you're just laying down a sheet, spraying and pulling it back up, but the design and then the cutting and all that. What made you gravitate toward the half tone stuff? I got tired of doing uh, like six, seven layer stencils and I wanted to figure out something that would be quicker and easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found this Photoshop uh, action set that helps make the half tones. And then eventually I broke down the action set and the actions on, on Photoshop are basically like uh, lines of, of, or you know do you know what macros are for like video games where you can tell like the video game like hey you're gonna run this way and then hit this character four times and then come back and do it again and it just kind of grinds for you is it i mean i don't i don't do video games but i use them for excel is it kind of similar to that yeah it's very similar to that so it's basically like macros but for photoshop and eventually i broke down the set and now i know like how kind of how it worked what functions in what order make the specific halftone. So I've been playing around with how to tweak them and make them more my own style. So do you have, Colin mentioned that a little bit when I, when I talked to him. So do you have different action sets like based on the photo you use, or do you just have one general one and then you kind of tweak the image before you run it? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I have multiple action sets that give different outcomes. So okay. some of them will change like how wavy the halftone comes out or the angle of the halftone, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. But so you're talking about like you have different uh, end results, like do you, so what do you do to a photo before you, you run that action set? 
I'll usually throw in uh, a gauze, a gaussian blur filter to break up the um, just the harsh edges. And then you're looking for photos, or if you're taking photos, you're looking for photos with good contrast because you really only have black and white in the halftone. And uh, yeah, usually messing with brightness, contrast, throwing in a, a gaussian blur, and uh, that's about all the prep I'll do for a photo. Had you seen somebody do the wavy lines before? That was kind of unique. I don't see a lot of people doing it like that. There's a guy I follow on Instagram, Naza, N-A-Z-Z-A, Naza Stencils. Okay. Uh, I think he's in South America. I don't remember off the top of my head what country, but he does some huge mural work of, like I think, indigenous people around his area. And really beautiful pieces and eventually that's kind of what pushed me towards figuring out what is a halftone so i've seen some also and where it's almost like they split up the canvas into kind of quadrants and then each one runs a different direction yes it's pretty neat i don't know that i have the patience to to do one of those but i do like the i do like the result of those yeah those are really trippy i like those too do you think you'll go back to the multis yes I know you mentioned something you were trying to simplify paintings going forward. So it's, it's hard to say right now because I'm such like a, a, a novice at art. I'm, I'm relatively new to the whole scene um, and how we were talking about before. I'm, I'm ignorant to the whole art world or how anything works, but I'm very much finding my style, so to speak. So I think the next six months you'll be seeing a lot of weird and new interesting concepts some may not work and some may work but i'm, I'm definitely going to go back to the multi-layered i don't know if you saw but i made that uh drawing machine mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask you about that so uh i want to at some point combine the stencils and the drawings that the machine makes uh and and maybe make like a series of pieces that combine both styles so so those would be like your your backgrounds and then you stencil over them I'm thinking about making the actual drawing, like the subject, and then adding in more peripheral kind of pieces around the drawing that just kind of, I don't want to give away the idea before I make <laughs> it, uh, but uh, if that makes any sense, like I'll be, the stencils will add more of a background to the drawing. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Kind of like a collage, kind of like my whole Instagram as well i've been just trying everything but the whole instagram feed i'm doing um if you go to my profile page you'll see all the photo squares kind of run together and it makes like a giant collage so i think i'm going to try to incorporate some of that in my pieces as well okay well that is really cool i mean obviously it's, it's really different but it also shows and this is probably your intent like all the other stuff you have going on yeah outside of art which is which is really neat to see Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm just a big ball of confusion at this point, but <laughs> slowly figuring it out. Yeah, what well, is funny though, because it's like um, you got the art, you're doing your training, you're you're building this machine. I guess you three D three D printed it, is what for most part. A lot of the parts were three D printed and uh, and cut with a, a laser cutter. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm also thinking about I've I've laser cut a few stencils. And that's a direction I would not mind continue going in because, uh, oh man, 
my eyes, my fingers hurt so much for sitting down hours and cutting the stencils. That's something I don't find super, uh, super relaxing. Like I've heard other people. <laughs> that's well, that's funny too. And you're a young guy too. So if it's already, if it's already hurting you, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So do you have, do you have a laser cutter already? Uh, no, I'm part of a, a, a maker space here in Orlando and it's like a monthly membership and you can go and use all their tools. They've got like uh, laser cutters and 3d printers and CNC machines and all the woodworking tools you can imagine. So real perfect place for creatives. We've got one here, but it's about an hour away um, that I've gone a couple of times and used the laser cutter. And I wish I like, we have a, we have a school here in town that they set like the world record for, most 3d printers going at one time. Oh, wow. But they don't have, it's like, they're like big in, in, uh, engineering, but they don't have like a makerspace there. Like keep waiting, like hoping one day they'll just have one. So I can just go down the street and use theirs, but no luck so far. That's funny. They have woodworking stuff. I feel like the liability of having people use that would be, Oh, Just I mean, crazy. you, you got to sign some waivers and, and contracts and whatnot. But they even scarier than the woodworking stuff is that they have these big like Haas metal mills, like CNC mills that like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't even touch those because uh, that's that's way too much uh, liability. I it, imagine metal running against the metal. I, I couldn't. I'm just imagining like just table saws. Just people on table saws just seems like. I don't know. I, I I talked to a buddy here like about maybe trying to do something like that, having like a, a community wood shop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we decided to too much turn people loose. Yeah, turning people loose on table saws was just asking for trouble. Waivers notwithstanding, but somebody's gonna lose a finger at some point, you would imagine. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So when you got started, what did you look at on YouTube to kind of get going? That's a good question. I didn't realize, I knew you were like new to this. I didn't realize it was so new. Like, oh, yeah. Last year. <laughs> like, yeah. Really new. Honestly, just kind of what anybody would Google, like how, uh, how to make multi layered stencil or stencil generator online, things like that. Like, at first, I tried to use these things that basically was a, a, an AI program that would set a posterized filter on your image and then separate it into like three layers and then give you the layers and honestly what helped me the most was just like staring and staring and staring at different pieces and trying to pick them apart trying to figure out what layers came first and you know the first one the first piece i ever made uh was like a tom waits piece for a friend and I cut all the, I think it was like four layers. I cut all the layers and then I got the colors wrong. They were like all (laughs) inverted and it looked like this weird ghost like creature. But eventually through those little stumbles and stuff, uh, you figure out, you know, you go, I go, I like to go uh, dark to light on my stencils. So yeah, I, I guess just watching anybody that has a YouTube video, I guess I watched I mean, you mentioned it last week with Colin. I watched Slu. That that guy had a pretty decent stencils tutorial. But yeah, there aren't any ones that really like pop into my head that were like life changing. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost. I I mean, I remember doing the same thing when I first started. I I was doing one for a friend and cut the same one, 
It was like three. It was one of my first multis, and I cut it at least four times. Yeah, <laughs> I got the the spacing was off. You know, it was before I figured out about registration marks, so like just the lines would be off. Yeah, just yep. to, just to build it, so you got that gap in between or something. Something was always wrong, so I just kept recutting it. So frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any way around that, but I also did the same thing. Like I would stare at at Nils's stuff. Oh God, Nils is amazing. Just trying to figure out how he did the layers because he does a lot of stuff where he'll do. I mean, he'll show you all his stencils, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see. And he does a lot of uh, little videos where he goes layer by layer, so you can you can watch it. But I was, it took a long time to figure out kind of how he was spraying everything to get his bridges to like be part of the piece. I remember just like flipping back and forth between photos. It's like I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on here. Legitimate, yeah, that that's the most helpful thing. Just going back and forth between those photos and just trying to reverse engineer it. Because I did the same thing with Smile Boulder. I don't know if you follow him. He does these awesome, awesome stencil pieces that I've never seen before. I guess it's hard to describe over audio, but instead of doing these layers that build up on each other, he does like each layer is just, it's almost like pointillism. Like, each layer is just a bunch of little strokes that he makes to give the depth of the shadows or of the piece. So he still uses stencils for that or he's painting them on? Yeah, he still uses stencils and he's uh, big into street art. I think he he posts his stuff on like mailboxes and random walls and stuff. So, hmm. so I guess does he just have more layers than normal you would normally have? I think so, yeah. And he also does the cool thing with like, where on one layer, instead of painting it one color, he'll like do a gradient on one layer and it'll give different depth to the piece because, you know, there's only so many layers, but he used twice as many colors and it's really neat. Yeah. I see people like Mowgli does that a lot with his, he's kind of mm-hmm. got that rainbow background. And then of course, podcast favorite Logan Hicks does multiple colors on layers and like his, I and I say this probably every episode, but I don't understand how he keeps track of. I guess you do after you do it the first time, the colors are there, right? So you know where to hit it. But yeah. Like that first spray, like I don't know how he tracks the different gradients, like throughout the piece, because it's it, sometimes it seems like it's double digits, and I'm like, I don't understand. If I mean, I'm like I told you earlier before uh, we started recording. If I I'm going to art art Basil art Basil in Miami next week. And if I see him, I will, I'm going to start making a list of questions to ask him. (laughs) Hey bro. Like, how do you do these stencils? Teach me. Yeah. Teach me your ways, Logan. Yeah. That'd be cool. If you got to me, I know he's down there. He was doing uh, stuff with his buddy, Joe, uh, Okay, It's also New York. He does like the, he does a lot of stuff with his kids. They're like three or four layers. Mm -hmm. It's really cool stuff. He does like these big, uh, wooden cutouts. And like just puts them up all over the city and stuff. It's really neat. But they do a lot of stuff together. The ones I've seen, like Logan will do like some crazy background. And then he'll have his, Joe will have his characters kind of be more in the forefront of things. But it's really cool. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I'm jealous of you. I forget that you're kind of in that area. That'll be cool. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's my first time ever going. And I've just recently, I've been, uh, becoming like an assistant to a, a local artist and uh, he's, he's going to show down there in art Basel and uh, he invited me down. So I'm looking forward to just networking with a, a bunch of art people. 
does he do stencils at all? No, he's uh, strictly abstract. Yeah. What does he think about your stuff? He loves it. He thinks it's really cool. And uh, yeah, that's basically what he said. I mean, I, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes it because that's why he has me around the studio. But uh, it'd be cool to see if I can gain some techniques from his work and kind of mash it all together. I don't know. I'm just copying and pasting at this point and tweaking a little bit, figuring out who I am art-wise. Yeah, I think you have to at the beginning. And then you kind of, like you're talking about, you'll have this, you're talking about four of the six, seven months to kind of really hit it and then kind of find your own style. Well, let me ask where you, you want to go. How did you start finding like what pieces you want to make? Like having ideas for pieces or like, how did you start picking what you wanted to stencil? Well, I mean, when I first started, I did probably the same kind of the same path you are just to, for the most part, the same ones that everyone else on the planet has done. Like we talk about that Ali three layer, a bunch kind of just copied on other people's stuff. It was really like in the past few years where I was like, well, I want to take my own pictures. Like I want it to be different. And I started to get like, well, I want it to be really detailed, which I'm kind of reconsidering now. Probably the same boat as you. I'd like to simplify things a little bit, but but um, it's kind of like it takes so long. I want it to mean something to me mm-hmm. as well. So in the likely event that I have it for the rest of my life and nobody else wants it. You'll enjoy not, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just something random. Like I did one that my wife actually really liked and she she wants to like hang up. That's um, awesome. She's a tough That's like critic. the biggest compliment you can she's get. She's tough. Yeah, she's <laughs> tough. She bullied me into uh, <laughs> into doing it with colors. Like I usually just do grayscale. Yeah. She <laughs> she looked at it after I painted. She's like, you know, that's good, but you should really try some colors one of these days. That's awesome. Shots fired. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, Drops head, walks back to garage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's... and I. And really, like in the past year, I'm doing stuff more like if it's stuff that I'm reading or just things that I'm thinking about, I kind of use it as a way to just work through stuff, if that makes sense. So that's kind of my thought process right now. Like I'm I'm pretty picky about what I decide to paint right now. So to the debt to the detriment of like what we're talking about, which is like discovering your style, because that's kind of why I'm kind of drifting back towards simpler stuff to maybe get more ideas out of my head. And then I can kind of fine tune that on a shorter timeline. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I'm trying to get to. I started off as like a stencil slut. I'm like, Hey buddy, who do you want to see me paint? Who do you want to <laughs> see me paint? Who do you think I should paint? Like I, you, you almost have to, you gotta get those reps in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it helps get, yeah, like you said, reps, uh, exercise the mind and the imagination to like start having your own ideas because that's kind of where I'm at now. And it's kind of why I haven't made anything the past few months is I've been trying to get like a, a handle or a grip on the ideas that are popping into my head and kind of work them out more into paper and plan them and, and figure out how I exactly want them to look, which is exciting because it's like, your own thing you know it's not just like you said everybody every stencil person does the marilyn monroe or the 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 muhammad ali or the 
all, all these portraits that are the Prince or the uh, David Bowie. God, I've seen so many of those. <laughs> and it's probably, you know, it's probably not the best business decision maybe to ignore those, but it's also like me personally. And like, this is not disrespectful to anyone that does it. Cause I know the amount of work that goes into it. Like no matter what image you're using, but that's just not, just not very interesting to me. Like that's not, it's not what I want to do. And I don't want to start like I'm doing an art walk next week, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever day this airs, like in December, we'll just say in December. And I'm real curious. Cause all my stuff is like either for my kids or like deals with like books I've been reading. I got like some, some stoicism paintings of stuff that I've been reading. So I'm real curious, like what the reaction is going to be. Cause it's not like pop stuff. Right. So yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Those art fairs are fun. They're long, a lot of work, but it's always fun hearing like people walk up and give you their takes on, on your pieces. So I did think I'll run this by you. I was thinking about maybe doing like a notebook and getting like those clear, whatever they're called. You can kind of slip the pages inside of it. Oh yeah. The sleeves. What am I? Yes. Sleeves. Why can't I think sleeves? Such a hard word. Um, (laughs) doing like a flip book of that, like taking one stance, I have one that's like six or seven layers and like just putting each layer in a sleeve and making like a, a flip book of it next to the piece, like on a table. So people can kind of see like, this is what, and it's like eight and a half by 11. So it's small enough, you know, I can do a few of those. That would be really cool. I was thinking about doing that just as like a display because otherwise people and a lot of times people don't stop and talk. So unless they stop and ask me, like, how do you do this? They're just like, oh, cool. Another painting. And they're just kind of wander off. Right. So. okay, I just had an idea based off of your idea with the sleeves. (laughs) So if anybody listening to this, any stencil person wants to take it, just, you know, a little credit. But I'm going to take it and cut this part out. So that'll be. Oh, okay, perfect. (laughs) but what if you took the the like the used stencils like you're saying in the sleeves but instead of sleeves i've never worked with resin but what if you put like a layer of resin and then the the stencil and then like another inch of resin and then the stencil so it's like encased in this block of resin but they're each spaced out apart like an inch or two so when you look at it from the front you'll see all the uh the stencil how it should be but then from the side you can kind of see how it plays together oh so i've seen people stack them kind of and frame them like what you're talking about yeah and it does look really cool just the way i cut them it won't you won't be able to see oh okay you won't be able to see through them all the way right like sooner or later you're just gonna hit like a big chunk yeah it's gonna block everything behind it but i know like nils has done that snick has done that with their frame and the way they're doing like you're talking about they can lay them over and you can see it so do you work from light to dark um no i go no i usually go dark to light dark to light okay yeah i'm already getting confused again see it's hard to (laughs) no that is a really good idea and um i've seen people do that and it is it is really cool yeah that'd be fun so i was thinking more just like a display because like everything i'm taking i've only sprayed like one or two of so i want to keep them for a little bit longer just in case but that's a good idea when before i trash them Maybe do something like that. So yeah, I was just trying to think of like display purposes. What what could be interesting? I've been trying to do like more stickers too as a way to kind of get stuff out of my head. And that's a little easier. So I started using Inkscape. So I'm trying to learn 
Okay. How to use that and trace and the, the whole tracing things out is a learning curve on that for sure. But <laughs> yeah. I think that'll just another outlet, you know. Absolutely. I can do a few sticker designs in a week, whereas maybe a stencil would take take me a month. So Exactly. I mean I'm I'm in the same boat where I'm uh trying to create these systems and ideas of of like how to how to replace what I'm currently doing with art and see if I could do art full time. So yeah, stickers, merch, postcards. I've seen people do calendars. I don't know. Eventually get to like prints, cliche prints, embellished prints, originals, you know, just kind of have that tier so everybody can everybody can get in on it no matter where the price point is. Yeah, I think prints are kind of a it seems like a big part of everyone's arsenal. I guess it almost has to be right, because for what you'd want to sell some of your originals for, you want to have like people to have options. It's hard to let them go for cheap, man. I, uh, at first, it was like, oh, yeah, here's a hundred bucks. Now it's like, man, I've put so many hours into that. Like, definitely worth a few hundred, please. <laughs> so, do you track your time? Is that kind of how you price your stuff, or do you just have a general idea? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. Right now, my, I guess, advice is just every time something sells, up your price. Whether, whether it's, an arbitrary number or like a percentage, just up your price every time you sell something. That's what I've been doing with commissions and I haven't gotten any pushback yet. So, because uh, I appreciate the hell out of commissions, but they are not the most fun thing to do. So, <laughs> I can imagine. I've, yeah, I've seen people talk about that with like woodworking. Yeah. Like every time, every time you sell a table, jack up the price. Or if you're so busy and somebody is like reaching out to you with an idea that you're not excited about. Mm-hmm. give them a ridiculous number that you would get excited for. So, and that's what I've done before with surprising results. So I wonder if it's also something where a lot of people, I mean, you'd have to know what it would cost in general, right? Like what a piece of art would cost. Does that make sense? Like, I, like, I wonder how many like collectors, people that buy stuff like regularly know, you know, I'm not going to pay more than 200 bucks for this. Because I have other stuff that's worth that much, and I know. Does that make sense? It, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I also feel like I don't know. Art's such a like subjective thing. That's like uh, you know, uh, I bet you I'm going to go to Miami next week, and I'm going to see pieces that I would be, you know, not hanging up on my wall, but also <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the price because I'm, I'm sure they're going to be like worth a, a cheap car. You know, these, these pieces are insane. Um, so I don't know. It's all perception at the end of the day. So I know we talked like before we started, you're trying to look at more of the business side of art. Like what kind of resources are you using for that? Or what have you found to be helpful so far? I'm honestly considering starting like an art business podcast. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that resource will come one day, but who knows right now it's, it's been just reaching out to artists that I've had contact with over social media and just like asking them questions that I'm asking myself, you know, like what kind of systems do I use in my day-to-day art business? Um, I think that's really important. Uh, What kind of routines somebody has. And then just like we were talking about how to, how we broke down 
figuring out stencils. I've been like watching other artists and just, I don't know, I guess I consume a lot of content and I'm trying to switch into creating more content, but Mm -hmm. consuming it is helpful if you actually study it instead of just passively consume it. Um, So yeah, I've just been studying other, other people's businesses and just trying to figure out what they're doing. And the biggest thing is consistency and patience. The most un uh what's the word uh unsatisfying answer out there <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's probably true like that's that's kind of the answer you get in podcasts where just be consistent even if it's once a month kind of like what i was trying to do just mm-hmm. stick to it and you know eventually if it's good people will find it kind of thing of course i just took like five months off so don't uh don't listen to me but <laughs> Probably no substitute for that. Uh, they say that to writers too. Like you just have to get up and even if it's crap, you have to write every day. Yep. Just to stay in the routine. Doesn't matter if you throw those words away or, or whatever, just as long as you get up and do the work, that's kind of part of being a professional about it. Yeah. And, and, and just working that muscle. I mean, my dad was an artist when he was younger and unfortunately he had to give that up to actually provide for himself and his family. <laughs> There's a, have you read, um, I think it's The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield? No, I haven't. Have you read that? That's a really good book. I'll have to check that after and make sure I just said that right. But I think that's it. And it's real short and it's like bite-sized stuff, mm-hmm. but it's really, it's really good about that. Like kind of dealing with complacency and, and getting you to be consistent and just showing up and doing the work. Um, a lot of people uh, that I listen to recommend that book. So that might be, that might be useful, but. Did you get a, a good response? I know you put that out on Instagram, looking for resources. The one podcast I sent you is like one of the few, there's a whole, not a whole lot of them really yeah. that deal with art business. A lot just deal with like the, uh, the creative, the creative process or how to get inspired and stuff, which I don't know. I don't, I don't subscribe so much to the whole inspiration thing or motivation thing. You know, I, I think. What do you mean by that? I think too many people wait to be inspired or wait to be motivated. Like they're, they think that something's just going to trigger them. And like, I personally, I don't think that's how it works. I think you start doing something and then the motivation builds within you or the inspiration comes as you start doing the thing that maybe you're scared to do or you don't want to do. Going back to what we're saying, like putting in that work and and grinding when you don't want to do it. Um, I've been procrastinating cleaning my garage so I could actually paint. (laughs) <laughs> for like the last two weeks uh trying to get like my website and my business cards and all this stuff done and i'm not even doing painting every day but mm-hmm. you know i think it's easy to just fall back on like well when i feel inspired or you know when i get motivated to do this thing that's when i'll start doing it like that's never going to happen I, I that's why i was bringing up a story about my dad unfortunately since he's been so far removed from actually doing art from his younger self uh now that i'm he's retired and I try to get him to do other hobbies. He's like, well, I'm just waiting for to be inspired. Uh, and, and I can't just tell my dad, like, shut up, man. Like you can't just <laughs> wait for that. You got to start doing it and then you'll get the inspiration. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't feel uh, that's the thing. No, that makes sense. And it's, so that is, that is one of the, the things about having kids is it, condenses my free time so much that i just have to do it like if i just sit around i'm like i have two hours 
if I don't go do something, I'm just going to sit around and watch Netflix and go to bed. And that could just be every night for, I mean, my oldest is five. That could be every night for the next 15 years. So seriously, man, it's a, it's an easy trap to fall in, you know, mm-hmm. there's always something else to do. Like you said, that's not doing the art. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to do the website or business cards or, you know, you talked about a podcast. I mean, there's always, and probably YouTube and anything. There's so many, there's so many avenues now that it's kind of, there's no wrong way. It's yeah. It's, it's overwhelming too. I feel like I was like, well, I'm doing this podcast. I'm like, well, maybe I should put it on YouTube. Maybe I should have a YouTube channel. Maybe I should have a newsletter. I'm like, I gotta, gotta, at some point you just gotta drill down on a, one thing and maybe, and then just add stuff as you go. Cause otherwise I'll just default to sitting on the couch and not doing it. Yeah. Rewatching breaking bad or something. So <laughs> that's what I usually do. I'll just sit and rewatch something. So, yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I've, that's, it's kind of been after Iron Man, just like, Oh man, now I get to treat myself and relax. And no, I'm trying to remind myself like, Hey, you're all, the gas has already been pushed and the momentum's strong. Just keep it rolling into something else. And, uh, it's hard. Like you said, it's, it's overwhelming. There's too many things to do, man. And there's too many ideas, especially with art. You know, you get, as you're making something, you get like three more ideas to make something else. And you want to start those instead of finishing the piece you're doing now. And um, the follow through, that's, uh, that's another tough part. <laughs> How do you keep track of uh, your ideas? Do you write all your stuff down? I try to write pretty often yeah i've got like little lists everywhere around me <laughs> yes uh, i've got looks sticky, like my desk. Notes, sticky notes everywhere and i've got a huge whiteboard in my room that i try to use there's no one thing that actually works because i've got lists on my phone and on my computer i think it's just like uh being surrounded by it and making sure that they're always something's always looking at me and being like okay remember you got to do this one thing so yeah uh, and deadlines help. I procrastinate like nobody's business, but if I know I got to get something done and out, then I'll actually do it. I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but there's like this, this law that a task will fill whatever space you have allotted to it. So okay. if you give it a week, it'll, it'll take you a week to do it, even though it should only take you maybe a day just because you've allotted a week for it. Okay. The task will ex- expand to fit whatever timeline you set for it. I forget what it's called, but um, it's an interesting, interesting theory. I have random shit everywhere too. I have notes. I had a, I had a little notebook I just carried around with me for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's just ran. I said, I told my wife, so when I die and somebody goes through all this, they're gonna, I don't know how they're gonna process any of this. I've got that, and I've got like half written books, just a stack of notebooks and a cabinet you're, somewhere you, it's... you mean when your art is being studied in like 200 years like, <laughs> what did this man think yeah yeah i'm sure it'll be yeah what what does this half-drawn dragon in the margin mean <laughs> who knows yeah I'm sure there'll be i'll be at the top of their their research list i'm sure 100 percent. Well, that's funny and then i um i did that for a long time with books too i would take notes okay and then i would like type them all up and I had like a Google drive just full of book notes and I ended up like printing them out and like physically putting them in a binder. Cause it's like kind of what you mentioned. If it's just off somewhere mm-hmm. on my computer, like I'm, I'm never going to look at it. Like I'm never going to go to my Google drive and like, Oh, I remember 
I want to check out that book I read a year ago and see what kind of like what I was just talking about. Like maybe if I got that from a book, I can flip through and see some more detail about it. But yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting to me how, how people keep track of everything. Cause like my wife's super organized with her stuff and I'm kind of just everywhere. I try my best, but I fail so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love being organized. I love the feeling of like, you know, as a kid, just dumping all the Legos out and then like organizing them and getting everything straight before I started the, the little model. But uh, yeah, even in now in my adult life, I'll clean my entire house. My girlfriend will help me like get it spotless. And then within like three days, it's a mess again. And it's just yeah. like, all right, just repeating the cycle. Just, uh, just wait till you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's on the plan, but we'll see. We had the cleaners come last Monday. We had somebody come help us to get ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then by the Tuesday morning, you could not tell that anyone had ever been here. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. So since you've been in this for, I guess, about roughly a year, like what's what's changed in that time period like with your process? Have you seen like anything significant that you do differently as opposed to when you started? I mean, I don't give away my art anymore <laughs> for super cheap. That's one thing that's definitely changed. Uh, it's probably a good part of the business plan. Yes. Let's see. Something that's really changed. Um, I guess we kind of touched on subject matter. of how. So how do you choose what you paint? I guess would be a better, maybe a better question. Right now, I like symbolism a lot. I like things that you look at and they can... Like I listen to a lot of Mac Miller and there's been this podcast that's come out called Dissect Podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're just dissecting every song that he made on his swimming album. And it's crazy to think how this guy wrote these lyrics and they can be interpreted in like one of six different ways. And I think that's just the coolest thing that like different perspectives can come together and meet at like one piece of art. And uh, I think I'm trying to emulate a lot of that. I'd like to go away from making just like portraiture faces or things like that's all I've really done. So yeah, right now it's just mashing up ideas. I think my creative process is just like seeing cool things that I really I'm, I'm into and then seeing how I can make them intersect. So, so do you kind of purposefully leave your stuff open to interpretation or is that kind of the gee i mean it's a better way to say that are you painting it because you want to see other people's reaction to it and see how they interpret it or like you're trying to get something across yes i think that that reaction is super exciting see anybody just try to figure it out i mean my i don't know if you see it behind me my like last supper piece Uh uh-huh uh, that's a really abstract piece, but uh, it's probably one of my favorites um, just because I get so many, when I bring it to shows and stuff, people are like, are those the trees from the Lorax? And I'm like, I guess they could be the trees from the <laughs> Lorax, but. Uh, they're like, is, is the Lorax Jesus? What are we doing here? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I guess he wants to save the trees. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I do really enjoy the, the reactions and, and seeing what what people think. Yeah, I think that's interesting too. And it's it's probably across all all art mediums, right? Because people could read the exact same book or same paragraph even, and they're going to take totally different things away from it. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like being able to transmit some sort of message. Because like if I make two dots and a little half circle underneath the two dots, like you'll get that that's a smiley face, right? Mm -hmm. And just trying to, I guess, figuring out with the techniques that I already know, a way to make something that still comes across as whatever the subject started out as, but looks completely different. Does that make sense? I think so. So, you, so I guess following your example, you still want it to be a smiley face, but maybe not as recognizable. Yeah. Maybe not as like traditional as like two dots in a, in a line. Maybe I use squiggles or something, you know? Maybe that goes to like some sort of pop art thing, but I don't know. Well, I guess some of that stuff, it is, is it important that they can still recognize it right and have that frame of reference. I wonder if that's stuff. And that's why I'm curious about the art walk. I wonder if that, and I almost want to just make like a pop piece and just throw it in there just to see if, if it's something recognize, recognizable, people are more likely to, to stop and talk about it as opposed to a picture of one of my kids where it's probably just nothing to them, which why would it be right? But yeah, I wonder it might be an interesting uh, experiment. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's most of what we're doing is experiments, right? When we do this art stuff. So are you, I'll ask you since you're trying to build this out. Do you get worried about having like a cohesive. Like body of work portfolio? Yeah. Is that something you consider at this point? Like I am considering it. That's I, I that's where I want to go with like the mashup of the machine drawings and the stencils. Mm-hmm. I would like to make like a full series of those, but no, right now I'm, like I said, I'm so fresh. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm just trying <laughs> to like absorb every, like I've been messing with oil paints. I've been messing with acrylics. I'm learning this abstract stuff with, with uh, this guy that's mentoring me. And that's like with fiberglass and, plaster and all this sorts of stuff so i don't know i'm just trying to find my footing as to what i really want to make so no right now it's just kind of like a it's like my messy era so to speak well that's a good idea though about having uh you mentioned like a series and maybe that's maybe that's a move like you do a series of stuff and maybe then you move on to something else or you do maybe every time you do a show it's a different like I, w- I would, I would hate to be known as like the one guy that just like, he does that one thing. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. Like I, like that's not me. Like I, I've, I've changed so much over the last year, and I can see myself changing in the future. So like, why wouldn't my art change too? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, plus, it, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna change as like your skills advance too, right? So, mm-hmm. plus, you're talking about all these different mediums. Yeah, I don't know how many people use that many different ones. So that'll definitely be be unique to combine them all with, with stencils. Yeah. Or you may get tired of stencils and move on to just doing that stuff. I mean, it's... Yeah, who knows? That's kind of exciting. Yeah. I would love to... Um, I keep talking about it like I'm going to learn how to draw one of these days. Just to, just one of those things. I keep saying yeah. it. I've been saying it for... Years. Every technique you learn is just another way you you can communicate whatever you got in your head, right? Yeah. Do you draw at all? I do draw a little bit. Um, I think I've got a little bit of a knack for it. I don't. I've never practiced much, but it just kind of comes, and it's pretty. It's decent. Should definitely hone it in some more. But <laughs> what kind of art did your dad do? 
he did mainly oil paint uh back in the day does he paint anything with you have you gotten him out i know you said he's man i've been trying on that inspiration he's he's uh he's older and he's got some health things that kind of stop him from doing it as much as i'd want him to but uh yeah now that there's more time maybe i'll go over and we'll have like a painting day or something i think that'd be fun yeah that'd be really cool that's really cool that you have a a mentor there too that's got to be just to have kind of that support system it's got to be a big like my dad or or the artist your dad or then the the artist that you're working with i mean that are kind of in know of that world just to have his resources it's got to be super helpful I got to say that that one was unexpected and the universe just worked out somehow. <laughs> I How did you guys meet? He's my best friend's stepdad and he asked me to come hang out around the shop and my personality's jived and he's just like, "Yeah, come keep coming and help me out." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'll be here." That was like 2 weeks ago, so. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to help him like with his exhibit down there? Yes. Well, uh, I'm not helping him. I'm just going to go and show up and network and hang out. But uh, I helped him pack up the truck to get down there because his pieces are all like six by seven, eight by nine, like just these massive pieces. So I helped him get out of here. But when I go down there, I'm just going to be hanging out and he's going to tell me which shows I should go and check out and that kind of stuff. So, Oh, that'd be awesome, man. I'm jealous. That'd be Plus, you're going to be best friends with Logan Hicks, so it's going to be... Bro, I'm going to be out there recruiting for you. (laughs) I'm going to get you so many podcasts. You're going to be like, leave me alone, dude. I have kids. (laughs) That's funny. Do you listen to um, Vantage Point Radio, that podcast? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, That's another like street art podcast. Uh, Graffiti and mural people. He's going to be down there. I'm hoping to try and run into him at some point. Oh, cool. The uh, only other, I listen to Paint the Town is the only other like street art one. Paint the Town, okay. That I listen to. It's like Teacher um, is one of the hosts. Oh, Teacher One. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His podcast and the guy that owns a LA. Ah, fuck, I'm gonna fuck it up. LA Street Art Gallery, something like okay. that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But I listen to that. They have a lot of. They've had some stencil people on too, so I listen to that. But. Other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot. I don't think there's a whole lot of them. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know of any stencil ones when I started this. I just, it's like, I don't know what the market is for this, but I thought it'd be fun just to talk to people. So I was like, we'll just do it and see, see if people say yes or not. So it's been, um, it's been interesting so far. Hell yeah. It's been a blast to listen to and to talk to you too. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like people enjoy it for the most part. So. Like we were talking before, I, I know it gets repetitive, but I it's so niche that I wonder I wonder if there's a way around that at all at a certain point because it's it's interesting to me. Like I don't know if it's interesting to people to listen to, but just to talk to people, even if it's the same, it's the same thing, just to learn their process. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's why people watch like Shark Tank and things like that. You know, it's the same thing over and over again, but it's still like fresh because it's different people. Well, that's, what, that's why I made that that bingo card a while back because I know I hit the same. I don't remember how many I had on there. So I'm going to start giving away prizes if I hit them all on the show or something. <laughs> Just do giveaways. Might be a good good engagement tool. Good idea. All right, man. Before I let you go, I want to get 
maybe this would be really good coming from you since you're kind of new to the space. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody was getting rolling right now, what kind of advice you would give to them? Uh, Let's see what advice I would give to myself right now, because that's essentially what I'd be doing. Stop overthinking things. Execution is more important than the actual plan. Don't be afraid to ask people for help. The amount of like artists that I've like reached out to on social media that have been more than willing to assist me with like learning techniques or just talking to me about their experiences has been tremendously helpful. I mean, that's really what's pushed me like to make the machine, that drawing machine. And if anybody wants to see it, it's like, it's on my Instagram. It's this uh, machine that makes kind of like a spirograph drawing, but there's a whole community of people that have machines like that. They're uh, it's called like generative art or creative coding. And I reached out to one guy and he basically held my hand the entire time and uh, really helped me out with all that. So yeah, use your resources, consistently make shit and, uh, and just know that the beginning always sucks. Like, man, (laughs) (laughs) I've been really happy with everything I've made, but I, I'm so much more stoked for all the stuff that's going to come. Like this next year is going to be so exciting because these ideas I've got, mm, they're going to be, they're going to be good. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you come up with. I know you got a lot of a lot of different stuff going on, so I think it'll be it'll be really unique, whatever path you end up taking. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Where can uh, everyone find you on the socials? The Instagram, which is my main social right now, uh, is David Glinsky, G L I N S K I, and that's basically my handle for everything. So eventually, I'll be posting stuff on YouTube. Uh, pretty consistently and um i'll have a website too with davidglinsky.com so okay well, cool well man for sure we'll keep in touch maybe get you back on down the road again when you when you get rolling again on all this of course man it'd be my pleasure all right man well, i really enjoyed it thanks for coming on all right buddy take care all right you too thanks again to david for coming on to the show Comments, questions, or suggestions, you can hit me up on Instagram at in the perimeter, or you can also email me at deathbypapercutspod at gmail.com. And thanks to everyone for listening, and I hope you all have a great holiday season. Catch you next time.